Whether you're looking forward to your gap year starting in September or you're halfway through your year right now and realize you maybe haven't done as much as you had hoped, this episode is all about getting a plan together. And it is filled with tips for how to plan a gap year in 2022. We know that there is so much going on in the world right now, and sometimes it can be a little bit confusing on how to get started. So listen up to all of these incredible tips in today's episode. people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. And welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. As always, my name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Now, you might be surprised our little nonprofit gets tons of inquiries coming in with people with all sorts of questions about the Gap Year process. And one of the most common ones we get is when is it too late or too early to start planning a Gap Year? And a lot of general questions around the planning process. So I wanted to put together a full podcast episode that will walk you through some of the top tips we have around planning a gap year in 2022. Now, the questions are very understandable because this is something that's totally new to you. Perhaps you've planned a smaller scale experience, maybe a week of activities during March break or even maybe two months during the summer. But maybe that whole entire year seems daunting. And often when we're planning March break or a summer, it has two definitive ends. We already know what we're doing before and we know what we're doing after. And sometimes on a gap year that doesn't quite exist. So it is something that's relatively new to you, but I'm gonna say that we've been doing this for a very long time. So I wanna make sure that I am here to support you and give you some tips along the way. Now, a lot of people or a lot of young people that I talk to will also say, oh, well, I don't need a plan. I'm just going to work on my gap year. So I don't really need a plan. And while that is possible, nobody needs a plan, I would argue that if you're going to work, you absolutely do need a plan. Now, I've been working in the gap year space for over a decade, and one of the the only single person that I have ever talked to that said their gap year was a waste of time was somebody who said just that, that I'm just going to work for the year. So while they came away with a heavier pocketbook, lots more money in the bank, they didn't feel that they had grown in any way. They got a nine to five and they put in their hours and then felt the rest of their time wasn't used for anything productive or fun. So if you are going to work for your gap year, I still encourage you to have a plan in place because there's lots of hours that you're not going to be spending with your employer. So what are you going to be doing during that time? 
What are you going to be doing to keep yourself interested? What are you going to be doing to be social outside of work? What are you going to be doing to keep you interested in life? It's not that bagging groceries or working in retail or getting an internship is going to be what fulfills you on your gap year. It's going to be that growth and evolution. So how do we make sure that you have those types of activities plugged in there? Now, 2022, we kind of hoped we'd be through this pandemic thing, but we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to start with some COVID-specific tips, because if you are planning your gap semester, maybe that's starting, or maybe you're an early planner and you're looking at starting in September of 2022, We don't know where this virus is going to go. So these are actually going to be really good practices for us as we live in a little bit more of a turbulent time and as we learn and grow something about ourselves. So here we go. This is going to be my top tips for COVID year, and then we'll go through some general tips in a little bit. So the first thing that I recommend when someone is planning their pandemic gap year is that we really need to chunk out the year. Because planning 12 months worth of activities is never a great idea not to do it all at once. But especially when the COVID restrictions keep changing and we don't really know what the future really looks like for us. So the way that I suggest people break down their year and break down their planning is to look at it in three month chunks or three month blocks. So we can reliably predict what the next three months are going to look like. We have some sort of idea of trends. We've kind of been through this a couple times now. So we can see what the next three months are going to look like. So definitely you can start to book those activities. You can plan in pen, in marker, get those things firmed up, concrete, um, register for things, all of the things that you you know. You could do that first three months, whenever that, whatever that is. So three months out from now, we can plan that pretty concretely. But then the next three months after that, I would encourage you maybe not to be booking things, maybe not to be committing to anything, but have a really, really good plan in place for months three to six. So this is going to be something that you've researched, you've got a really good idea, and when we move through those first three months, once we get closer, you can just kind of hit go. You can pull the trigger and get actioning on that next three months if all of the conditions remain the same or if the conditions went according to plan. Um, The nice thing about that is if things have changed, you still have flexibility to change your plans in that three to six month time frame. From six month on to the end of your gap year, I encourage you to just dream about that. So do some light research, have an idea. Um, If you do want to travel or you want to start a business, maybe pick the organization that you'd like, you think you'd like to work with. Um, So do that research, but don't be putting anything in, casting it in stone at this point. Um, As you move through the year though, those dates come closer. So let's say your gap year is going to start in September. In September, you can concretely plan for September, October, and November, probably December too, but let's let's go with those three months. But once you get through September, then your next three months are actually October, November, December. So you can firm up 
what happens in December. And as you move forward month by month, that whole three month system shifts with you. And so as you move a month through your gap year, you move a three month window ahead and that allows you to just stay ahead of your planning process. So planning in three months chunks is a really, really great uh, practice for a pandemic year. So that would be our tip number one. Pandemic tip number two is really to look at geographic diversity. Um, There are so many dreams of gap years that start in the international space. And lots of people want to travel or want to work abroad or want to volunteer abroad. And those are things that may be possible on your gap year. But we don't necessarily know what travel restrictions are going to look like in the next little bit. So while you can look at those things and see what may be possible for you, I also encourage people to look at experiences that can happen on a national level. So what can actually happen within Canada, within your own country? Because when you are looking for experiences within your own country, you don't have to worry about border closures. You don't have to worry about healthcare. Worst case scenario, mom and dad can drive to come and get you. Um, it, It just allows a little bit more flexibility, but you can still get a lot of the same experiences or same style of experience or the same outcome of an of an international experience by doing something within your own country. So for example, a lot of young people want to travel internationally to build independence. Now, it doesn't take a flight to Zimbabwe to build independence. If you're living in uh, Vancouver and you are moving to, let's say, Edmonton, you're going to need just as much independence to do that move that, that you would take to move halfway around the world. So looking at that, that independence, you could get that nationally. Also, a lot of people are looking for cultural immersion. And what a lot of people don't realize is how diverse our cultures are here in Canada. So if you are not from the East Coast, heading out there could end you up in culture shock. If you are Anglophone and landing in a French-speaking community, you could get a sense of culture shock. You could be the the minority. You could be in a place that you need to start to figure out the culture. So there's lots of ways to get analogous experiences that you might have if you were hoping to go international and that's not possible. So source out what you could do nationally. Now, I'm going to take it one step further too. looking at geographic diversity. We've got our list of international experiences. We've got our list of national experiences. And I'm also going to push you to take a look at what you might be able to do locally. Um, Now, again, if you want to look at that independence piece, maybe instead of traveling halfway across the world or halfway across the country, maybe you want to do something within your own community. Maybe you want to rent an Airbnb for a month and actually live on your own within your own city. These are things that are still possible on a gap year that will still help you develop the same skills, help you to build that confidence, but something that would be possible regardless of what what this virus is doing. So just just having that level of diversity when it comes to the location of your planning, that is tip number two. Tip number three is to be very clear on what your risk profile is. 
And your risk profile when it comes to COVID is what are you prepared to do? What risks are you prepared to take? What risks are you not prepared to take? And I think it's really important that when we are looking at our risk profile, we are looking at ourselves. So we have to take into consider into consideration our beliefs, our values, our health, our all, all of the things that are very personal to us when we're building this risk profile. But we also need to include our family in that conversation. Uh, the transition into adulthood, the transition into building responsibility is a tricky one at this stage because often we're still living under our parents' roofs or we um, our, our parents are helping to fund our gap year or fund our post-secondary. So we do need to take those opinions and those restrictions into, uh, into consideration when we are building our risk profile. So it's not just something for you personally, but you also need to include your family in that conversation around what is your risk profile, what is your risk tolerance, and having a really clear definition of that will be allow you to use it as a really strong filter when you are evaluating the different types of activities you want to participate in on your gap year. The last one can be really tricky and I'm going to break it down pretty pretty clearly for you because when I say it, I'm sure you're going to groan because as I was writing it, um, I didn't love the idea at first and then when I actually thought about the experiences that current gappers are having, I knew I had to include it. So you have to get excited about virtual opportunities because virtual is not going away. And whether this virus disappears tomorrow and the whole world is COVID free, a lot of really neat opportunities have come out through the virtual space. Now, there is a big, huge difference between online school, online learning by default by um, the situation requiring that type of interaction than it's very different than a lot of the other opportunities that are out there. So we need to embrace virtual experiences. And once you are in a place of power to decide which virtual experiences work for you and are interesting to you, it shifts very, very dramatically. So instead of being required to do school online, you have the choice to get involved in some really amazing opportunities. So let me just paint a little picture of this for you. Virtual volunteering is a thing. Um, and I've heard some amazing examples out there. So maybe you're interested in marine conservation and interested in animals. Well, uh, I know Animal Experience International had virtual volunteers where they were supporting researchers and they were sorting through different photos of dolphins to to classify which which kind of dolphin they were and that really helped the researchers to be able to track where these dolphins were migrating to and who was mating and all sorts of really really valuable stuff so what a cool way to get some experience to support marine conservation and to do something safely from your own home. Um, so there's one example, but let's let's jump into something else. Maybe you're interested in public health. 
Maybe you want to find uh, an organization uh, halfway around the world that supports with maybe maternal health. Um, maybe a, in South Africa, uh, a maternal health organization, and they need some help to develop a campaign for vaccination clinics um, for pregnant women. Maybe that is something that interests you, and that is something that you can lend your hand to from home that's going to make a great difference for a small organization somewhere else in the world. So how cool is that? I don't think in your province you'll be able to do something like that, but volunteering for somewhere else around the world and to support the professionals on the ground there. That is some incredible experience that you can put on your resume. And I'm going to give you a third example uh, for virtual volunteering. Maybe you have, um, a, maybe you're a really good photographer. Maybe you want to use that strength to go around and take photos of your local conservation area. So you're getting outside, you're getting some hands-on experience, but you're going to take those photos on behalf of a climate change organization. So while you are maintaining social distancing and you are not um, interacting directly face-to-face -face with other organizations, you can use the virtual space to find and implement really, really cool volunteer projects that you could get involved in or create on your own. Um, so th there's some examples from a volunteering standpoint, but let's jump into the learning. Now, I mentioned online school is very different than actually choosing to learn something. There's a reason why the Masterclass brand has billions of dollars coming in the door and all of these incredible celebrities are sharing their expertise because learning is fantastic. And when you are in control of what you are learning and how you are learning and when you are learning, you become a very empowered learner. And that's really, really an amazing place to be and very different than being a student in a school. And this is what we what we think of when we think of a lifelong learner or we think of somebody who's curious. We're always learning in different ways and online is one of the ways that you could do it. And you're gonna learn stuff that's actually interesting and useful to you. And I wanna tell a little bit of a story here. I hired a third year marketing co-op student from a very reputable business school. And she came on board for her co-op. And this is third year marketing. So I was hoping that she would come on board with some skills to do some, some very, very meaningful marketing work for me. And I found out that she had never ever in her life run a Facebook or an Instagram ad and had never learned how to do that. So we found a course online that allowed her to develop that very, very specific skill. So even in a field that you're studying or you're hoping to study, you can find those very tangible things, those very practical things at a fraction of the cost of your full tuition and get a head start and build up some of those very concrete skills, whatever that is, whether that's you want to learn how to have a podcast, you want to learn how to 
Uh, bake beautiful French pastries. Maybe the toaster in your house is broken and you're going to head to YouTube to figure out how to fix it. Um, maybe you want to read with a virtual book club. Um, there's a great one out there. It's called Canadian Book Enablers and it's totally free, all Canadian authors. And each month they host a free Zoom chat with the author of the book. So um, there's a little plug for them. You can find them on Instagram. Um, but all of these ways of learning online can be really meaningful and interesting and fun. And it is not, I'm going to underscore, not online school. It is something much, much better than that. And the last thing when it comes to the virtual space, I'm going to say, is you need to get comfortable with meeting people online and developing friendships online. And it can be a really, really cool way to do it. And jumping on Discord and different Discord servers, we have a fantastic Gapper Connect Discord server, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um finding Reddit groups of people. Uh, Meetup.com has tons of virtual places to network and meet up with people. Facebook groups. um, I know that's a thing for for older people or it's seen as a thing for older people, but a lot of universities and colleges are still using Facebook groups for networking. Um, So you got to learn how to make friends online is, is the underscore of that one. Now, that's the kind of the summary of my suggestions for planning a COVID gap year. But what are those things that are core and central to planning a really, really good gap year? Um, because they all still hold true. So I'm going to share those top tips with you. And I'm going to do it rather quickly. So I hope you've got a pen and paper. At number one, the golden rule of gap year planning is goals before Google. So we don't want to jump in and start researching the what you're going to do until you are very clear on the why are you taking a gap year. What do you want to get out of your year? This is so critical. How do you want to be different? What do you want to have gained on your gap year? Uh, This could be I want to earn money. I want to develop a particular skill. I want to get clear on my career direction. Uh, All of these things could, could pop up for you. And any one of those things, if you're Googling gap year, you're probably not going to find the activities that you want. So you just don't need to include that term. So um, goals before Google is number one. The second tip is when you're researching, don't include that term gap year. Because volunteering and finding jobs and internships and courses and travel opportunities or communities to join, all of these things aren't necessarily going to come up if you are researching with the term gap year in it. So while they are very applicable to your gap year and they make very fulfilling work uh, for fulfilling activities on your gap year, you don't necessarily have to search for them in that way. So that's another tip for you. And once you know what you're looking for, it makes it a lot easier to find it. Uh, I also highly recommend that you use a calendar. So you actually download a physical printable calendar and start with something very concrete like a marker or a pen. And the first thing I want you to do on that calendar is write in all your non-negotiables. Do you have to be home for a certain date? Is it your grandpa's 90th birthday? Um, Do you have your driver's exam to get your driver's license? Do you have, uh, do you want to be meeting up with your friends over reading week? What are those things that are non-negotiable for you? Another really important one to plot on there is when are your applications to university due? 
So if you haven't deferred, put in your your application date so you have that as you are looking at your year. So those are things that I want you to put on first in pen or in marker, something you can't erase. Then I want you to come back and I want you to fill that in with pencil, all the things you're thinking of doing. So when are you planning on working? How many weeks is that? When are you planning on traveling? Um, What courses do you want to take? And plot them in on your gap year calendar so you can actually look at all of the months and see where there might be holes, where there might be opportunities to do something different or exciting, or um, maybe you need to look and see if you have two conflicting opportunities ahead of you. How are you going to make those decisions? So plotting it out on a calendar makes a lot of sense. Now, the calendar is one way to help you make decisions, but I think the hardest part of planning a gap year is actually how do you prioritize your options? How do you actually take your wish list that might be pages and pages long and how do you narrow it down? How do you know which is the best organization or opportunity before you? And what if something better comes along? So My advice advice when it comes to this is that you just need to pick and do something. So I watch too many gappers out there waiting in limbo, worrying about the what ifs and not making any decisions at all. And they just watch the months slip by as they are afraid to make a decision. And then at the end of the year, they look back and they say, oh man, I let all those months slip by before I actually made a decision. And they feel that they've wasted their time. So you just need to make a decision. Take action and follow through in those first three months. Find something, commit to it and follow through it through with it. Don't second guess yourself. Just move forward as long as it is safe to do so and make memories, build skill sets, meet new people, and you won't regret it. So when it comes to making decisions, just do it. Just be quick and concise and uh, don't look back. Just move forward and do that. Now, If you do need more support, I know some people really like to to DIY with all the free resources that are out there and and they can make a go of it. And that's what this podcast is here for you you, um, to help give you those tips and tricks along the way. But if you do need more guidance and more support, we are just relaunching an online program called the Gap Year Planner, which is an online portal of resources that is your step-by-step guide to planning a gap year. So we've been doing gap year planning for over 10 years, one-on-one, for those who can afford quite a pricey service, um, where we walk you through all of the steps and we hold your hand along the way. But what we realized was that pricey service wasn't helpful for everyone. So what we've done is we've distilled all of that support down into a DIY portal that you can follow the steps that we use one-on-one and do it on your own at a very, very affordable price. So for just $29, you can still get all of the value of having a guide there with you, but you do it on your own. And that can be really, really helpful for a lot of people to have some structure, to have some steps to follow, and to make sure that you're feeling confident about all of the decisions. So we wanna make sure that you're not missing out on any of the steps. We wanna keep those overwhelming feelings at bay, and we wanna make sure that your time is well spent. Um, the nice thing about this is that it is you are the, you are the one that are in charge here. This will help you no matter what your gap year goals are, no matter what your gap year budget is, and no matter what you want to actually do on your gap year. 
The biggest bonus to this, I think, is that you get a one-on-one feedback session with someone from our team, that we will take a look at the plan that you have put together and provide suggestions, take a look for anything that might be a flag for us in the planning process. And we want you to walk away feeling confident that your plan is going to serve you really well and that you haven't missed out on any amazing opportunities that are out there. So the program, inside the program, we cover everything from goal setting to how do you research the activities, how do you build a budget for your gap year, and then really honing in on that decision-making piece. How do you decide between opportunities so you don't wallow in that decision-making limbo? Um, We talk about building out a schedule, and we give you tips on how to live out your plan once it is go time. So interspersed throughout the course, there are tips for COVID gap year planning and hundreds of general tips, tricks, and resources that will really set you up for success. We want to be able to support you and support as many of you as possible. And this is the most efficient way that we can do it and really be that guide that's cheering you on and showing you the way while giving you the freedom to do it at your own leisure. Uh, when you purchase the uh, Gap Year Planner, you get lifetime access. So you can come back as many times as you need to redo the activities as your Gap Year evolves and changes. It's such an incredible resource for you. And I highly recommend it if you are planning a Gap Year. This $30 will save you hours of time, hundreds of dollars, and lots of stress. So that is my that is my pitch to you um, because I want your gap year to be successful and I want to support you and this is a really great way for you to dive into that. Um, now, if you are interested, you can head, head to cangap.ca slash planner and that's where you can find out all of the information and where you can sign up for the program. Um, would highly love to see you inside of there and get all of the uh, resources you need into your hands really, really quickly so that you can plan a very, very successful gap year. I hope these tips were helpful for you and I hope that you are able to envision the most epic personal gap year that you could possibly imagine and that we can help you make all of those dreams come true as you put together your gap year plan. Until next time, friends, keep on adventuring.